It is time for the Sinagra Report, Sunrise Wellness Center. Ladies and gentlemen, Sable, it's right off Sunrise. Uh, Sunrise Highway for the Lakeland Avenue exit. Sunrise Wellness Center, LI.com. It's discussed in this segment. You do not uh, hear anywhere else. Uh, just an amazing uh, uh, segment of conversation. Uh, and also, you know, you get a, a free consultation with a good doc at uh, 631-563-1444. Make a phone call. Free of charge. You'll sit down and see where you're at. Free consultation awaits you at the fantastic Sunrise Wellness Center uh, right in Sable. As we welcome in Dr. Ron, sir. Good day, sir. Good morning, Jay. And how are we today? I'm doing well. Doing well, my friend. Yeah. All is good. All is Yeah, we've been um, I really like the, uh, the the series we started this January on building a strong immune system in response because I'm getting a lot of uh, positive feedback uh, from the listeners at my office. Uh, so I, I thought it was a uh, it was an important thing to do. You know, I, I'd like you listeners to, to you know at the end of the show say, "Oh, I learned something." Yeah. Hey, <laughs> so can I ask you something before you get but, going, uh, Doc? Can I ask I'm you sorry? something? Because yeah. I was wondering about this all morning. And I figured, let me ask you now, it's something everybody has to kind of think if this is right for them. Um, there's been some breakthrough research by some scientists. Uh, I think it was out in Sweden, I read, that a simple blood test can detect symptoms of Alzheimer's disease up to 15 years in advance. Here's my question to everybody out there. Would you want to know? I mean, would you want to know, fast forward 15, 18, 20 years from, from now, that sure, you would be a, a candidate for Alzheimer's disease? That's the big question. You know something? I don't think I would. Honestly, no, I would But you remember, there's a lot of things you could do to prevent it. A lot. Okay. Uh, and there's so many, you know, diet plays a, a massive role in that. Immune function plays a massive role. Inflammation plays a massive role. Toxins play a massive role. So you can alter your life, your lifestyle, nutrition, supplementation, that you don't have to be a slave to your genetics. So I would want to know because you could definitely. Uh, All right. Eat, you know what? You know, you could definitely have a a, a, a way to prevent, you know, because, look, we see families where, every, you know, grandpa died of a heart attack, daddy died of a heart attack. Well, the sons don't want to die of a heart attack, so they have a different lifestyle, and yeah. they can actually not succumb to their genetic predisposition. So, I would definitely want to know. All right. Uh, you know what? I might take a different approach now that you might convince me, though, because you say that, <laughs> I mean, it's not fully preventable. A lot of it is genetics, unfortunately. But well, you can but certainly we can always influence. We can always influence the genetic expression. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, I figured I'd throw that at you. But go ahead, Mike. Okay. Well, let's continue then. Uh, if you remember, the first uh, the first report of our series was uh, number one: rebuilding the mitochondria for your yep. immune cells. They need lots of energy. Uh, number two is protecting barriers because that's important to first line of defense. Proper hygiene was number three. We don't want hypersanitation. Uh, we live in a microbial world. And today I want to discuss uh, maintaining and restoring commensal or friendly microenvironments. 
Now, this is very important that a lot of people may not understand, so today's a good one. Uh, commensal organisms reside within our skin, our mucous membranes of our gut, obviously the, you know, the GI tract, sinorespiratory, and of course the genital urinary tract. They protect us, and they are unfriendly to harmful organisms. So the good microbes are vital for us to be healthy. Our immune system cells, their actual training and maturation, so the development of our immune system cells, are dependent on these commensal organisms within the microflora and on our skin. So again, this is why if you look at the development of our immune system and our barrier defenses, this is why hypersanitation is counterproductive to a healthy immune system. You don't want to kill the good commensal bacteria. Like we talked about how they had prior to the pandemic stopped recommending antibacterial hand soap because it right. was just causing all kinds of other issues. Now, an imbalance in the gut microbiota, they have a special term for this. It's called dysbiosis. That's a, a shift in the, uh, the balance, the normal or functional balance of the microbial balance in the gut towards a, uh, a negative side. And we see this in real life, especially with females. Uh, many women can attest to this if they've ever been on antibiotics. Unfortunately, what happens too many cases right after uh, a dose of antibiotics for, for females is a yeast infection. So what happens is that the antibiotics wipe out the commensal bacteria because they're broad spectrum. They go in there and they just kill everything. So when you kill the commensal bacteria, lo and behold, the commensal bacteria were keeping the yeast at bay. Now, all these things, even strep in children and yeast, they're all part of the normal flora in very, very small trace amounts. But when they overgrow, it's because you've usually had something knock off the good bacteria, like an antibiotic series. For myself, uh, when I was younger, every time I went to the dentist, the, the, my dentist was, back in those days, was um, antibiotic happy. And he always give you an antibiotic, give you an antibiotic. And every time he did that, I would end up with those white spots on my skin, uh, tinea versicolor, versicolor, excuse me, uh, which is a fungal infection on the skin. But what happened was the antibiotic that they would give me for dental work uh, would kill the normal bacteria, the commensal bacteria on my skin, yeah. and now make me vulnerable to fungal infections. So those are real-life uh, examples of, of the power of the commensal bacteria and how they protect us. Uh, it's important that we understand that. Now, it's, it's you know uh, universally known now that a person's health and function is strongly correlated with the commensal organisms and the good bacteria in their gut. You couldn't have said this 20 years ago. People understand now, and the scientific community and the medical community understand that the good bacteria and the commensal bacteria in the gut are really responsible for a health, the health of a person and, and the function of the immune system. Uh, immune support is directly tied to the relationship in two big ways. Number one, barrier defenses. You need the commensal bacteria to protect your barriers, like the mucosal membranes of your GI tract, sinorespiratory, and genital urinary, and of course your skin. And of course, immune modulation. The bacteria actually communicate with your immune cells 
in something called crosstalk. The training and development of our immune cells are dependent on communicating with bacteria. Now, when I was reading this, I'm like, what? It's actually called crosstalk. And I'm like, the little buggers talk to each other? The good bacteria actually tell our immune cells what cells are ours, meaning the host, and what cells are not. And a, a big problem with autoimmunity is our immune cells lose tolerance and start attacking host, meaning you. So your own immune system starts attacking you. Well, the good bacteria prevent that. So, you know, I I was blown away when I first read that years ago. Now, think about this. You you might want to think about the devastation of every time you got a sinus infection or every time you got a chest cold, you went on antibiotics. Uh, We know the 80s and 90s uh, was... Um, dramatic overuse of antibiotics, and we created things like super bacteria and all this other nonsense because we just overused them. But you might want to think twice about antibiotics for every sinus infection or chest cold. Um, we now understand that certain commensal organisms are responsible also for the tight junctions in our gut lining. Now, our gut lining is made up of cells, and these cells have to be incredibly tight. So things can't pass through them that don't belong. Remember, your gut becomes a sewer pipe. And those tight junctions are designed to allow nutrients to get through and vitamins and certain minerals to get through. But you're not allowed or the the junctions prevent bacteria and, 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 and other things from getting into the bloodstream, which can create all kinds of havoc. So we now know that commensal bacteria are responsible for these tight junctions. Mm. So can you see the cascade effect of overuse of antibiotics? Well, yeah. We start to kill... Go ahead, Jake. No, you're right. Um, Basically, what you're doing is what you're saying is camouflaging uh, what needs to be in play here, correct? Yeah, but you're also, by, you, you know, by not understanding the purpose and the actual um, incredible benefits of the commensal bacteria, you know, people just, you know, willy-dilly would just take an antibiotic, not think twice about it. But if you look at it go, wait a minute, I'm going to weaken my barrier defenses, and I'm going to now hamper the development of my immune cells, and I'm going to weaken the junctions in my gut, leading to leaky gut. I mean, you know, that's a big problem. And also, that bacteria, the commensal bacteria, the good bacteria, also make vitamins. And vitamin K and many B vitamins are produced in the gut by the commensal bacteria. So the role of the good bacteria in protecting us, protecting our barriers, and also the development of our immune system is vital. And we just completely um, didn't understand the implication of antibiotic use and what it was doing to our overall immune function. So keeping those commensal bacteria strong and balanced properly is vital for immune function and and protecting our overall health. And the single most important influence on your gut bacteria and the microbiome is your diet. Mm. And, you know, we we can really help build this right up, but you got to remember, in, in a mammal, especially a primate mammal, any mammal, the, the, 
if we had a weak immune, excuse me, a weak digestive tract, if an animal has a weak digestive tract, it can't survive. I mean, watch what, you know, just watch what a fox eats, watch what a wolf eats, watch what, you know, a, a, a feral cat eats. They're eating rotten flesh, they're eating all kinds of trash, they're eating garbage, they're eating... An animal cannot have a weak digestive tract, but yet when you look at, you know, our society now, everyone's got IBS, bloating, Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, reflux, uh, you know, diarrhea, because everything we do destroys that good bacteria. So it goes back to understanding that we just keep, we just damage the gut. Modern lifestyle just damages the gut, and it starts with damaging the good bacteria. So we can positively affect this with probiotics and prebiotics. So let's go into that so a person now listening can say, oh, well, okay, great, I got some of those symptoms, what can I do about it? Well, you can take a prebiotic. Now, prebiotics are fibers, and not all fibrous foods are prebiotics. And when a prebiotic is consumed by the good bacteria and good organisms, uh, this is accomplished through the process of fermentation. So the good bacteria, they eat the prebiotic, and through the process of fermentation, they produce a short-chain fatty acid. And the short-chain fatty acid actually heals the gut lining. So this is Mother Nature's way of repairing the gut lining, a system that's constantly under duress, constantly being sloughed off and rubbed against, and, and it's a, you know, the gut lining gets beat up pretty good. So the way nature repairs it is a prebiotic is consumed by a probiotic, and it produces a short-chain fatty acid. That's pretty wild. That's how it works to repair itself. So prebiotics feed the good microbes. They don't feed the bad ones. Um, and that's an important thing. So you don't have to worry about, oh, you're feeding the bad. No, it's actually just supporting the good. Now, what has dropped off in the American diet in the last 40 years dramatically? Fiber. Prebiotics. Yeah. Don't eat foods that contain prebiotics. So we kill the good bacteria with antibiotics and overuse and everything else, uh, you know, in, in you know, our society. We don't eat enough fiber, so we're not getting the prebiotics. So we don't get the prebiotics. We kill the probiotics. You see what we're doing here? We're just totally destroying the gut. But we can do this. So you can take a prebiotic. That will help foster the good bacteria and, and help uh, help the good bacteria thrive. And there are... Uh, probiotics we could take and that you can help reestablish the good bacteria in the gut now remember you know 350 gadget i was going to say most people probably are not aware of doing that as far as the pregame show is concerned in prebiotic i think most, no, most people, people aren't. settle in with a probiotic type stuff you know well and, and we got to remember it's just the last maybe the last decade that people were understanding probiotics. I mean, I remember years ago, uh, people were generally put on antibiotics, leaving a hospital, and, you know, they'd have diarrhea, they'd have all this problem, and they were never told to take a probiotic, ever. So, you know, in our society, we're just learning, we're just coming to the consciousness that how important, you know, the commensal bacteria are. And you got to remember the probiotics that we take are not the wild ones. Um, the wild strains, you know, and there's 350 different subspecies of bacteria in our gut. 
And the domesticated probiotics that we buy at the health food store, um, they're not the same. The, the wild ones can actually live in the gut permanently. And, you know, we would get that more from our diet and from the soil. And, you know, we've just destroyed the topsoil, uh, you know, that we grow our food in. So even when you buy organic, you, it's depleted of the, uh, of the microorganisms we require, the prebiotics, the, the trace, and the, the, uh, the ultra-trace minerals. So it's in, we're trying to rebuild this, but probiotics can help. And there's four basic types. There's lactobacillus, by far the most common and well-known probiotic. Uh, there's bifido bacterium, which is the most abundant one in the gut. Right. And then there's a spore-forming probiotic. What's nice about the spore-forming probiotics is the, the stomach acid really, um, uh, it kills a lot of the probiotics that we take orally. So a lot of them don't even never reach the small intestine and the colon um, because they're destroyed by the um, by the stomach acid. So the spores get deeper into the colon where we want them. And then there's yeast probiotics, espolardate. Uh, now remember, the yeast probiotic is not the same type of yeast when you get a yeast infection. Like brewer's yeast and nutritional yeast, those are safe to consume. You're not going to get a yeast infection from them. So with lactobacillus, bifidobacillus, bacterium, uh, spore-forming probiotics, and yeast-forming probiotics, you want to try to take a combination of all four of them. And there's some good companies that make broad-spectrum probiotics. But in closing, I just want to say, with some education, you can clearly see how vital the commensal bacteria is to human health and a strong immune system. And everything we do destroys it. Everything we do destroys the microbiota. From Great things like chlorinated water. How does that work? Kills bacteria. And then we've got pesticides and BPA from plastics and alcohol and antibiotics and junk food and sugar. And your gut bacteria need work. And it's really important to help maintain the proper commensal bacteria. If you do that, you're going to help your barrier defenses. You're going to help protect your body. And you're going to help the development and maturation of your immune cells. and, of course, digestion. So you can't go wrong with that. So that's part number four, Jay. Uh, Got to take care of those commensal bacteria. Beautifully stated. We all know 70%, ladies and gentlemen, is the engine right there as far as what happens in that gut. Uh, and that's why it is so vital. Everything what the doc has uh, talked about here in this segment will be on the website. Uh, both of our websites. You go to the website, linewewsradio.com, and, of course, Sunrise Wellness Center, li. Uh, dot com. Always remember, you get a free console with a good man here at 631-563-1444. I say this until the cows come home. Nobody is more uh, experienced, knowledgeable than uh, Dr. Ron Sanagro when it comes to this stuff. What happens in and around the gut, he's been talking about it forever. The immune system and everything else, expertise beyond. You don't get anywhere else. Well done, sir. Well, Jay, thank you for the kind words. I appreciate it, and I'll speak to you next Tuesday.